We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. And when I meet Thomas Jefferson, I'ma compel him to include women in the sequel. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening, and you are listening to Thailand. I am Helena Boehm Carter. Helena Boehm Carter. Helena Boehm Bonham. What's her name? Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter. Carter! <laughs> I believe your actual name is Jordan Donnelly. Oh, I have a story for you. This is horrendous. So there was a guy I grew up with and he had a speech impediment, right? Was it me? Mm, no. And there was a country singer called Nathan Carter. I but know he had to say it as Nathan Carter. Is that like Nathan Carter. <laughs> it's like he was moaning through it. Was he American or? Nope. From the asshole of Armagh town, <laughs> born and bred. Hello, I'm Chesney, by Hello, the way. Hello, I'm Jordan. Uh, welcome to the Tight Lads podcast. You may notice once again that we have no Abby with us today. She's got a bit of the rumbly tumblies. She's got the bad poos. She's COVID free, but she is not illness free riddled with the plague yeah she is gonna pass away so this is this is her obituary episode Mm -hmm. but we thought you know we're called the tight lads for a reason and and the original sort of theme of this show way 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 back when was always sort of gonna be kind of a male look at the world which is which we very quickly realized that we don't need more men Men looking at the world no, than we already have. No, no, but we thought no. today we would do a bit of a, um, you know, a lads episode. Boy talk. Yeah, we've done a boy talk before. We did some, you know, would you rathers, this, that, and the other. But today we're going to sort of keep it more grounded. First thing I would like to ask, though, Jordan. <laughs> Guitar check. Got right. So I've been waiting for this question, Hunty Slay Mama. Yeah. It's been going all right. What have you done this week? So this week, I have been doing Hello by Adele on the guitar. Hello, it's me. Yeah. And I have just been, it's been very, very simple. I've just been, I've learned the the chorus chords. No, sorry. The verse chords and the bridge and the chorus. And then I just, I slowly learn how to transition in between the chords and then I get faster and faster and faster. So I think that's the journey I'm going to go on. I'm going to start with a song and then I'm going to get faster and faster and faster to a point where I feel, you know what, I'm done. Then I'll move on to another song. Is there anything that you think is possibly up to standard to share with the listeners? No, but what I will say, my boyfriend Nick plays guitar. He does? But... He, I came home the other night and he was plucking my guitar. Oh. And he said, it must be, this is a very, very difficult guitar to learn. Or to, it's a very difficult guitar to learn how to play with. And I said, why? And he said, because, because it's so cheap, the strings are higher than they should be, which makes it more difficult. And it makes it, um, it just, the guitar I have, it makes it difficult to play. So he says that if you can learn to play on this one, then you'll be really good. So there we go. So you're going to be a maestro. I think so. Well done. Thank you you so much. It's the first time I think we've asked this question Mm -hmm. where you haven't disappointed me and made me think that you're a massive failure. Thank you so much. So yeah, you're on the right track. Thank you so much. And I knew that question was coming and I was roaring for it today. Ready and raring. You thought I was going to forget, didn't you? 
Yeah. Mm. Now, we are going to just basically, we're going to just talk about men's stuff today. We've got a little, like, list of stuff that is, you know, just men's issues, chatting about lad things. It's like a quick fire list yeah. of boy stuff that we just want to give our quick uh, tidbits on. And we probably have very different opinions on a lot of this stuff, I think. Yeah, because you're a smelly wanker. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a bathing beauty. Have you ever seen Love Never Dies? What, the the musical? Bathing beauties on the beach. Bathing beauties, what a treat. Is that in Love Never Dies? It is, I. Wow. I've o- I only ever saw it for the first time when they put it on uh, The Show Must Go On during the lockdown. Oh, yeah. The really bad version. Oh, okay. I mean, Ramin was great. Oh, yeah. He, as he always is. He obviously. Uh, Do you know where are mates? You and Ramin? Mm-hmm. In what in what world? My world. My <laughs> world, baby. Talk me through it. How did you... Have you met Ramin? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. He's kind of a private person. Uh, so okay. Fair enough. Right. Topic number one. Personal grooming. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, face for one, but, you know, maybe even downstairs. Manscaping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great, great term there. Yeah. How do you approach personal grooming as a man? Would you like me to go first? That's why I asked. Okay, so I, so let's start head to toe. So, well, <laughs> no, we're going to talk about haircuts separately. So yeah. we'll go from forehead below and below. So, um, tweeze the eyebrows. Okay. Tweeze the eyebrows. Um, I have a nose trimmer. Is that one of those like spiral things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have that. I sh- uh, keep. I have facial hair. You do? That I like to sometimes tidy up a little bit. I don't ever like to be clean shaven. I don't think anybody likes to see you clean shaven. Thank Jordan. you. Um, because I'm not a massive fan of how I look clean shaven. So I will usually keep the little goatee situation I have going on. Um, but at times I will tidy it up a bit. Keep the neck clean shaven. How often are you touching your face with a razor? Probably, I'm going to say, once to twice a week, dependent on where I need to be. If I have an audition or something I want to look nice for, I'll be very, very likely to do a bit of a tidy up the night before. You know? Mm-hmm. But if I don't, re- if life's just normal and I'm going with the flow, then probably once a week. Like, I think now I'm probably ready for a bit of an MOT on the face. Like a wee knack, trim away, you know. Okay. Just a little spruce. Just a little spruce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have to do anything like midriff wise? The neck. Okay, so I like body hair. Mm-hmm. I don't really like how I look clean shaven below the neck. I I just prefer body hair, but not out of control. So like, I'm lucky I don't grow any hair on my back. But if I did, it would be gone. Yeah. Um, but I have like a little bit of hair in the chest, a little bit of snail trail going on, but again, it's all contained. Yeah. And then when it gets to below the waist, uh-huh. now, if you're bald below Ooh. the waist, that freaks me out. Yeah. That freaks me out. I don't want to, I ain't going down on a toddler. Like that's not really my style. Um, but I think you need to be well kept, shall we say. Yeah. You don't, you don't want like. You know, you don't want a, a jungle down there. Absolutely not. So I actually use an electric trimmer. 
Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. But you use... I use scissors down there. Wow, okay. Talk, talk about that. Well, yeah, I, I sort of give myself a little trim down there, you know, every few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the issue with the scissors is that it does, it, you know, it can leave a bit of a scratch. Like, once you've got your pants on after, it can be a little bit itchy. I understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I don't ever, this is why I don't use, I don't pretend, try to use a razor because I feel like I might end up either nipping myself mm. or it might get a little bit too trimmed. I understand. With a scissors, you can pretty much perfectly control the level of jungle you want. I understand. I completely understand. And, um, my question for you is, mm. do you do any kind of maintenance on that old fat ass? The arse, uh-huh. I don't touch at oh, all. So it's just a wicker basket down there. Oh, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a horror show down there. <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, no. You know, I'll go for a bit of the gooch. Yeah, of course. Which is a bit awkward with scissors, actually, because it's a bit of sort of like a bend. I o- can imagine. It's a bit see, of a bend over job. See, the gooch is a brilliant with an electric razor because mm. it's just like a landing strip. It's just... <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a real bend over, one, one leg up on the sink sort of job. Oh God! Okay. Yeah, you really, you really suck to slaying <laughs> trying <laughs> to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, the arse is just a uh, uncharted wasteland. Well, I suppose, like, who's going near your arse? No one's seeing it. Here. I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. No one's going near it. Um, I do like to shave mine. I, I feel like, I mean, you know, for a gay man, it's what? <laughs> That's you. you. What? That's you. It may be um, slightly okay. more, you know, necessary. Aye, well, it's more likely that it's going to be seen um, by the general public. Yeah, I like to, um, I have done, um, what's that, meat? Oh, a strip? No, not a strip, just the cream, the removal cream. Oh, right, okay. Because <laughs> I have the type of skin that if you look at it, it will break out. That's my type mm-hmm. of skin. So what I do sometimes find is that... Even a razor down there, like an electric razor on a higher gradient, I'll still, it'll still be Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oof. So sometimes hair removal cream is actually a uh, gentler yeah. thing on the skin rather than a razor. Do you ever wax your ass? No, but I would love to try it. Yeah? To be like a baby down there. I've never done it, but I would love to That'd try it. That'd be funny. <laughs> We should do that. Some as an bonus episode. content. Yeah. But like do a, do a video episode of yeah. us. <laughs> put it on you Patreon. Wax in my ass. <laughs> my fat, fat, fat ass. I'll take us back above the waist again. Okay. Uh, yeah. so oh, no, I'm not finished. Oh, I'm go so on. sorry. I shave my feet. I've done it in the past. I do not like hair on my feet. Mm-hmm. But I get you get like the wee bit on, on the, the toes. Top and a wee bit on the toes. And I don't like it. It makes mm. me uncomfortable. So I get rid of that too. Okay. Um,. When it comes to Chesney Fork Porter, uh, my facial hair is not as strong as Jordan's. It's f- If I let it grow out, it's just really patchy. doesn't really grow into like a proper beard. It also grows very, very, very slowly. So like, But you're blonde as well, yeah. so it's lighter. But like, so like, Jordan, if you, if you like shaved in the morning, would you have a five o'clock shadow? Like later on in the day? Um... Or would it be like a tomorrow thing? You'd see a little bit. I'd say I'd wake up the following morning mm. with a shadow. See, I I shaved about three days ago. Oh. And I'm completely still clean, clean as a baby, yeah. Wow. 
Um, and I probably only shave the face every two or three weeks. And even then, you sort of barely, you only just about notice I've got um, any facial hair there at all. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't, you know, need too much of a of a trim. And also, I just don't think I'm a, I'm a hairy person. So no. my chest, my belly, my back, there is no hair. I've never, ever had to shave anywhere that isn't my face. Well, look at you go. Because I am... A small little baby man. Baby The doldy in the mice. Though I do have quite hairy legs. Okay. But they're all blonde, so you just still, you just still don't see it. Yeah, there you go. I'm a lucky man. Mm -hmm. Jordan, let's talk about cocks. Let's talk about cocks. What way does your cock sit? To the left. To the left, to the left. I'm exactly the same. The minute pants go on, it's a small little shunt to the left, mm -hmm. and that's where it sits for the day. Mm -hmm. I have a cock story. Oh, right. Well, I've I've told my cock story many times on this show, so maybe so this feels right. This um, the only reason I am bringing this up is because someone that we both know had a similar situation, but instead they decided to get circumcised, and I don't think it was necessary. Right? Here we go. So, oh, oh smash the table. Right. From the age of day one, right, right up until I was, I think, 18, 18, I had something called phimosis. Okay. Right? Phimosis is basically where <laughs> your foreskin is so tight that you cannot retract it. Right. And mine was always like that. It was like when I say tight, I mean like <laughs> the listeners aren't going to When you this. peed, did it go all over the place? No. No. I was able to retract it to the point where like at the tiniest part could come out yeah, of the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, like I couldn't see it, right? Which then obviously led to like sex extremely painful because your penis doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Mm. As well as that, as someone that prides himself on being very, very clean hygienically, the hygienic issues that that presents. Yeah. Not good. I'll not go into it, but not good. Um, and then I went to... I went to a sexual health clinic. My first time ever being at a sexual health clinic. And they gave me steroid cream. Okay. And said, if you put this on there um, after a bath for like a couple of weeks, like you'll be fine. And I was like, yeah, right. Literally within like two weeks, I had a normal penis. And so did nobody ever thought we'd discuss like a circumcision or anything like that? Well, I was, like, at the age of, like, 15, 16, like, being like, do I need to get, like, circumcised? Yeah. I was like, what's the crack? And then I just kind of was like, oh, maybe this is just, like, <laughs> maybe this is just the way it needs to be. And then, obviously, got the steroid cream. um, And then it was literally a completely normal penis after two or three weeks. Congratulations. Only thing was, though, it was, for the first, I would say, year extremely sensitive because oh, I can you can imagine, imagine yeah. it had never 
been out in the wild. Yeah. So it was extremely sensitive. I can remember that because I sort of relatively similarly, when I was sort of pre-pubescent, mm. um, I couldn't open up mine mm-hmm. um, at all. And that's why I asked if your pee went everywhere because mine used to go like in three different directions. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Sprinklers. Yeah. Um, but then sort of hitting puberty, it sort of developed itself and it mm. did its thing. But I can vividly remember like pulling the foreskin down and touching the bell end for the first time oh! and being like, oh my God, oh yeah. my God. What is this? What and is like, this? Yeah. it was like, just literally, it was like being like pricked by like a pin or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can, re- and what, so when you said about it being so sensitive, that yeah. instantly just flooded back. Yeah. Like my like early puberty memories. Yeah. And it's still, I still have some paranoia in the back of my head about foreskin related things. Mm. But then, the, as I said, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because there's someone that we know mutually that very, very recently had a circumcision. Right. Right. Yeah. And um, they had the exact same issue, but they, as I said, went, got a circumcision. We saw a picture. Did you see the picture? I saw the picture. No, I've not seen the picture. Oh, God, I saw the picture after they did it. Oh, anyway. Um, but I think more people should know about the fact that there's a cream that might be able to fix the issue instead of going under the knife. You know what I mean? Interesting. You know what I mean? This is a public awareness episode. Uh, this now. is. I'm just. I listen. I'm just trying to help. Florence Nightingale. That's what they call me. <laughs> down in the deep south. Now, Jordan, let's talk about bodies, men's mm. bodies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the. The sort of glorification, sexualization of them. Yes. Because, look, uh, this is, obviously there's a danger here of us, you know, sounding, you know, like, oh, aren't we, isn't it so hard for men and this, that and the other. But I do see it quite a lot where a man's body will be sexualized or glorified or, or, you know, something along those lines. Mm Mm-hmm. And it will just be a, you know, every woman in the world loves it, drools over it. There's no issues with it at all. But then, you know, a picture of a girl in a bikini, if a man then sexualizes that, it becomes a massive issue. You pig! And yeah, I'm, I, this is, it's a tough one to talk about without sort of sounding like a dick, to be honest. Mm. But I do feel that there is an issue in the double standards of male and female sexualization. And I'm not condoning either. I'm not saying that we should be allowed to sexualize women's bodies. I'm saying, you know, it should be the same rule for everybody, personally. But then anytime that's talked about, any especially there's always a woman on TV talking about either dyslexia, sorry, not dyslexia. Interesting. Sorry, anorexia. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anorexia, bulimia, body dysmorphia, even like sexual assault, rape, and they'll talk about the women's struggle with it for the whole segment, rightfully so. But then they'll what some of them have started doing now in the last couple of years is that they'll throw on a tag at the very, very end as mm. the credits are going, oh, and men too. And that's literally the end yeah. of the conversation. And I'm like, well, mm, like you kind of... 
it doesn't sound like it because he didn't actually refer yeah. to men at all except for oh 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 and uh, and men too yeah and then people go yeah 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 um, and then it, they just kind of move on. I'm not going to pretend like this has actually really affected me that much. No, but like so for example, I this is going to now sound like me bigging myself up. I've gone on nights out or I've been out to places where a woman has said to me, oh, can I like, can I squeeze your biceps? Can I feel your arms? Can I feel your chest? And then I've always been like, I mean, yeah, if you want. But like, you know, I'm a man. The other way around, it doesn't sound right in my head. Um, The other way around, if I said, oh, can I put my hands on your waist? Can I feel your ass? Can I, you know, can I feel your thighs? It doesn't work. But then I I think about this sometimes too. Like I'll be with Abby as an example, right? And let's say, like a prime example of this is that we would maybe be in the gym together and this really, really good looking buff guy walks past and me and Abby will like go, <gasps> mm-hmm. and we'll maybe like do a face. We'll not do anything obvious. We'll not yeah. obviously like whistle at him or anything like that. But we'll maybe do a face or we'll look at him or whatever. But then if I'm, let's say, with one of my female friends at the gym and I notice guys looking at her, yeah, they might not even say anything, but they might just be looking. I'll be like, oh, fucking minging, fucking this, yeah. that, and the other. And I'm like, but I literally do the exact same thing. You know what I mean? Mm. But I don't know. It's weird. One. It's tough because obviously, you know, as a man, as a man, as a, as a man, man yeah. we have so many privileges in the world that females just don't get to enjoy. Mm-hmm. We live completely f- free of consequence for 99% of the actions we do. Mm-hmm. So that when we do, when, uh, you know, we as generalizing men do veer at a woman in the gym, a man can pretty much do that without any kind of consequence. Mm. Whereas like uh, the opposite a woman could genuinely be fearful of what could happen to her if she did something out of place. So, like, in the grand scheme of things, it's a very small thing to complain about. But But just worth bringing up. Yeah, this is, you know, this is just sort of me covering my own back and trying not to sound like a flaming misogynist. Yeah. Speaking of, should we talk about the gym? Yeah, let's talk about the gym. I think it's probably something that we've discussed in the past, this particular facet that I want to ask you about. But what, what was it that drew you to starting, you know, the gym as a concept? Well, as a child growing up, blah, 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 I was that person that hated exercise, Mm -hmm. had a horrible relationship with exercise, would fake every possible illness going to get out of PE, and on the occasions that I did do PE, would always be last, would always be the worst, and then felt really embarrassed, blah, 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 blah. Um, my mum bought a treadmill and when she was upstairs I would put the treadmill on full blast but just sit beside it so she would think I was on the treadmill <laughs> and then hop on when I heard her coming down the stairs. like I was bad like I was really really bad and then um, <laughs> uh, when I was like 17, 18 I talked about this before what are you laughing at? just, uh, just your, the thought of you <laughs> sitting next sit- to no, I would literally be sitting eating Beside the treadmill, and then would hop on if I if I, if I heard. I used coming. to do this thing when um my mum used to mum and dad used to make me practice um piano and keyboard in the dining room. But they would put I just didn't enjoy it when I was younger, 
and they put this like um timer it was like a, it was like a physical like you turn the dial timer uh-huh. and it's like you've got to do this for 30 minutes and the minute they were out of the room I would like take five minutes off the timer. Oh yeah, and then they would come back, and then I'd, t- I'd take another three minutes off. Absolutely. And then I was actually only really there for probably about twelve minutes, and I thought they wouldn't re- they wouldn't realize. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sorry, continue. Um, oh yeah, but then I started going to the gym, um, and I didn't know what to do. Just would run on the treadmill for God knows how long. And then every so often, I would maybe go over to the dumbbells and like throw it about a bit. Never, you know, again, not really understanding what I was doing. Um, but I did lose a lot of weight simply just because I was moving a hell of a lot more than I was previously yeah. moving. And then I got a personal trainer, which was the best thing I ever did, because he actually kind of taught me how to pick up heavy shit and put it down again. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the first time ever after i'm gonna say about two months of pt it's like i finally like had some kind of like ownership or control of my body and it was like i remember one day it was one of the first ever times we did like barbell squats and i always had strong legs anyway but i like squatted quite a lot considering it was my first time ever squatting and he said to me oh wow you've really strong legs fair play but that was the first time anybody had ever said anything like positive in regards to like my body. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. That whoa. What? Because that had just never Do been Do you love me? I was like, Am I fit as fuck? It was never that that dialogue had never happened in my head before. So th- and then I like got in shape or whatever, lost a lot of weight again, got stronger. And then for the first time I was like, I actually feel like in control. I know I never had a sport growing up. I was never good at football. I was never good at anything. And now, like being in the gym and lifting weights and all that, I all of a sudden felt like I not that I had a sport, but I was like, oh, this is the thing that I do that I know I'm good at. Yeah, and that like I know I have some kind of control over my body now, and it was lovely. It was lovely, bloody lovely. I had a very similar, um, sort of experience in the sense that i despised exercise when i was younger uh when i was in secondary school i like i just didn't sign up for any sports sports day was my favorite day of the year because you had to be selected to do it and if you weren't selected you got to sit and watch for the whole day in your own clothes and they had an ice cream van fucking brilliant so i would just sit watch some lads you know running about the place doing javelin doing some doing some jumping and I'd be there with a speaker, I'd have a Game Boy out, I'd have an ice cream. Lush. And my favourite day of the year. Oh, yeah. And then, just sort of my brain began to switch. In my last year at uh, secondary school, before I moved to college, you were able to choose what strand of PE you wanted to go into. Because mm. you had like... You had, like, team sports, which was, you know, your footballs and your rugbies and your hockeys. You had, like, the solo sports stream, which was um, tennis and badminton and that sort of thing. Um, Indoor sports, which was, like, futsal and basketball. And then, finally, you had personal fitness, which was, basically, you went into the gym and you got taught how to use a gym scenario. I chose that stream... Just because I thought 
yeah, I'll be a gym lad, see what happens. And that, it really took me there. This secondary school gym was like so shit. Mm. I look, I can picture it in my head now. You walk in, there's a treadmill on your left and uh, a bike. Mm. And then you had a little stand of dumbbells, one of like the vertical ones that goes from like one to 10 kilograms. Okay. Like yeah. the, the little ones. And then you had um, a cable machine and a row machine. And that was it. Cool. And I spent a year in there. And I loved it. Then moved to sixth form. And then got to go to a proper gym. And then at the same time started playing tennis. And I also started rock climbing. And I was doing dance at, at college four or five days a week. And all of a sudden my brain was switched. And I went from hating exercise to needing it How and loving it. Without this? Yeah. Yeah. And it sort of stayed the same ever since. And now I literally can't sit still for more than three seconds. The main thing what about what you said that I resonate with is personal fitness. I think that's why I was so drawn to weightlifting because I could go into a gym and be by myself. Whereas I think I was really, really intimidated by team stuff, especially because I was bullied and especially because I was physically yeah. like... I was always the fat child. I was always slower than everybody else. Like, that was always me. So the idea of being thrown into group settings and team settings where I knew it was going to be inevitable that I was going to have, like, 15 lads all shouting at me or yeah. laughing at me for not being able to do what they were doing. Do you have, like, a like a, like a core negative, like, P memory? Because I really do. I've oh got God. one in particular. I have a few. Yeah. Just for me. Because I'd, I had like begged, I don't know what it was, in, the, in my last year at grammar school, I really wanted to be in the, um, in the house football team. So there were like, there were six houses in our school, a bit like how Hogwarts has mm. houses, we had six houses. And there's, you know, there's always like, there's the house football and the house basketball and the house, all the different house games. And I'd always been... For the first few years that you were at the school, everybody played. You had like an A team, a B team, and a C team. And I was the captain of the C team for my first like three years there. And then you got to like GCSE age, and there were only A team sports from then. If you like, you were only, only if you were good or, you know, you had to be selected. And I'd like begged and pleaded the guys, I really want to be in the football team this year. Really put me in it. And they were like, all right, fine. Fair enough. You can be in as one of the substitutes. And I got brought on as a sub for the final game. And I was like, finally, I can actually, you know, I can try something. I can do something here. Put me on at the front. And we get right, I get right to the goal. The guy passes the ball to me. And I'm genuinely like, there's a goal directly in front of me. Mm. Like, it's actually about three meters away. And it would be harder to miss the goal than to score it. Mm. And I miss. I duff the ball. And it goes out of play. Traumatized. And then we end up losing the game. And that has, and there was never really a massive negative reaction that everybody sort of was like, oh, all right, mate, don't worry about it. But in my head. But it's your fault. Yeah, it's yeah. my fault. And I can still picture perfectly that exact scene. And it comes up in my head all the time. Yikes. I, I have two. Our first year of secondary school, in this random PE session, for some reason, we were all being weighed. Ooh. But for some reason... <laughs> These two dickhead teachers, both men, both football players, made us stand in a circle 
around the scale so that we all had to watch what everybody else weighed and your weight was written on a board and I think their justification for this was that the more you weighed the more water you had to drink it was really weird right right so then I were like in a circle and it's getting closer to me and you can already see people in the circle starting to s- 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 like whisper amongst themselves, oh God, Jordan's next. Because I'm obviously the biggest there. Right. So then I get on the scale. Everybody's like, it's as if they're waiting on lottery numbers. They're like, <sighs> I'm obviously fucking mortified. I get on the scale. And at that point, I think I was something like 13 stone. But I was in first year and I was, what, 11? Right. And I think the heaviest person after that was maybe like 10 stone. Okay. So I was quite a lot heavier than everybody else. Got on the scale everywhere. Everybody started pissing. Like the whole room erupted with laughter as if I was doing stand-up comedy on the scale, Mm. right? The PE teacher started laughing. Then the one who was for some reason telling us how much to drink... He laughed, but through his laughter was like, yeah, I think you're going to have to drink quite a lot of water. (laughs) Oh, God. And I was fucking traumatized. So then, cut to a few years later, this one PE session, we were made to do fitness tests. And it was like, we had been made to do the bleep test before. Yep. We'd done that a lot. But this particular one was like push-ups, sit-ups more kind of body weight exercises yeah and again for some reason the same two teachers made us do it in a circle so when we did it we had to go into the middle and perform it and to see how many we could do so it got to press-ups i have how many lads around me 20 lads stood around being a circle the dream <laughs> and i can't do one press-up i can't at this stage i am now i'm gonna say 15 I'm about 17, 18 stone. Really? I can't do a press-up. Like, I cannot do a press-up. Yeah. At this point, there's people on their hands and knees rolling with laughter. The PE teacher's like, no, come on, try it again. You're bound to be able to do one. You can at least do one. Come on. So I'm literally, like, (laughs) lying flat on the floor, hands on either side of me, like, (sighs) literally shaking because because I was so... Mm-hmm. heavy for my age and because i had no strength i literally couldn't do it and i remember screaming at him i can't fucking do it and i swore as well because for pe yeah for some reason in the pe department you were allowed to swear at each other but yeah, nowhere else lads. yeah lads 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 and i was scr- i can't fucking do it so they made me attempt it like four times even though i begged them not to um so there was that, and then there was like three more tests I had to do. Uh. I think there was a pull-up test. Still can't really do a pull-up now, so y- as you can imagine, I'm sure as fuck couldn't do a pull-up then. And there was two others. Can't remember what they were, though. But yeah, rather horrendous, yeah. I must say. There's, there's something I always wish I could take back from secondary school. I've, I've described my secondary school experience on here quite a lot, but obviously mm. I went to an all-boys grammar school in which, you know, it's quite an elite behaviour, uh, everyone's sort of, you know, that proper stiff upper lip, be a man sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy at the school who, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, was, you know, very obese. Mm-hmm. And he, we all just used to laugh at him. Mm. But I sort of used to justify it when I was younger, but because he, he laughed at himself. 
he probably because he had to. Poor yeah, this guy. is this is what I mean. Yeah. So he was always, you know, he made the jokes as well. He was like, "Hey, hey, aren't I fat?" Hmm. But you know, at the time, that's why I thought, "Oh, it's fine. He's in on it. I'm in on it. It's all cool. It's just funny." Hmm. And I look back on it all the time, and I go. He's just doing that out of defense. Mm. Because if he doesn't make, if he doesn't joke about it as well, we're not laughing with him anymore. We're laughing at him. Mm. So the only way he can be, you know, on the front foot of it is if he jokes about it as well. And just in my head, I wish I could just go back and just say, just stop it. Don't. I think my secondary school experience is why I'm funny. Mm. Because I kind of had to do the exact same thing. But it got to the point as the years went on where I went from mumbling my responses under my breath to out loud. Yeah. So then it got to, like, it was maybe my last year there, and all of a sudden, if someone said something offensive, I would respond out loud. But, like, whatever I would say would, like, be so horrible back, but, like, also yeah. funny that people didn't actually know how to respond. <laughs> and then I remember this guy, Tim, who I went to school with, I remember he turned around to me and said one day, you're funny. What? You're and then he turned to somebody else and said, Yo, he's funny. And everybody went, Oh, okay. Because I think I had like he had insulted me yeah. and I said something quick off the to kind of I don't know, come back at him and he was like, Oh, you don't usually respond. You know that way, but Yeah, it's uh yeah. Just I enjoy. there's so much stuff that like I look back at my secondary school experience and be like, I'm a I'm a different human being. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. So much of sort of my formativity has happened after secondary school. Yeah. I really do think. Yeah. We went on quite a bit of a tangent there. Oh yeah. Actually, I quite oh, enjoyed yeah. that though. Quite yeah. nice. We'll uh we'll do a bit of a whistle stop version through the next couple. Okay. Yeah. Uh let's have a quick chat about haircuts then. Haircuts um So do feel like you yeah. and me have it quite easy when it comes to haircuts? Yeah. I do quite enjoy a haircut, however, oh do you feel like you have to lad up? 100%. Oh, my God. Especially, like, it depends on the barbers. Like, the one I go to now, they don't really talk much, which I love. Some bar- Like, there was a barbers that we used to live around the corner from yeah. where they were all Deptive. lads, lads, and I maybe went in once, and I was like, I can never go in here again because I was in the chair that talked about tits, that talked about vag, that talked about fucking her, slapping that ass, slapping those tits. I yeah. was like get me out of here man and I was only in there 15 minutes you know what I mean um, but I'm a wee bit raging why? because the barbers I go to now there's one barber in there right and he's brilliant if I'm going to him I'm in that chair for 30 minutes it's great very attentive a lot of attention to detail he'll he'll clean up the facial hair he'll say to me would you like me to do your eyebrows I don't know where he's from yeah but then he like he gets the the uh, the proper barber's knife out. Oh, which I love, by the way. Do you see that oh on the back yeah. of your neck? Ooh. Oh, best time of the month. Um, but then the guy I end up getting the most of the time. <sighs> it's like he treats my haircut like a TikTok challenge. It's like he has three minutes to do it, right? And he gets the biggest fucking hedge clipper he can find and just goes like. And then he said to me one day, he said, "Would you like me to do your eyebrows?" And I went, oh, "Okay, lovely." He gets the biggest electric razor there and just goes, zoom, zoom. And I just feel the sensation of hair running down my face. And I go, did this fucking guy just shave my eyebrows off? Luckily enough, he had it on a higher gradient so he didn't completely take them off. But he took a good fucking chunk, I tell you that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, yeah. 
See, quite weirdly, so similarly, I I go to a barber's, but you have to you, you have to book, Bougie yeah, because it's quite an up end mm-hmm. barber shop, mm-hmm. and I've always booked for the same same guy. It's two brothers. I've always booked for the same guy, but then this last haircut I went to, um, I couldn't get the usual guy, so I booked for the other brother, and he was brilliant. Oh, like the that. chat was great, mm. the haircut was really great. So now, I'm thinking, do I switch brothers? Oh, you but, could but, do. But then it looks horrible to the other brother who's also in there. Because the only reason I booked for the other brother this time was because I couldn't get the first brother. So if I'm now constantly switching over to the other brother, and he's there, oh shit, that's a bit awkward. That's a predicament. That is. So I'm thinking I might have to just switch each time. Alternate. Yeah. 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 Just go either or. Keep the pace. Because they're always busy. So I can always just say, oh, I couldn't get you today. Yeah. Like you always have to book. Yeah, like I think alternate, keep the pace because, you know, you never know what goes on in the family home. They could be beating each other. They they are. <laughs> they're beating me too. Now yeah. let's um, Yambo. talk. Oh, let's not bring that back. Okay. Is it your first time? Is your first time? Um, let's, because we're actually getting quite long on this already. We've <laughs> still got... Four topics okay. to talk about. Nails okay. and hygiene. Jordan, go. Trim your nails. Brush your teeth. Yeah. Well, of the fact that people are able to kiss and have sex first thing in the morning, absolutely not. Oh, God. I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm a very, very clean person, but I don't want I don't want to kiss myself first thing in the morning. The first thing I do mm. when I get out of bed is I rinse my mouth out and brush my teeth. I don't mind a little peck in the morning. But on, yeah, on the cheek. Yeah, but <laughs> or like a closed mouth. Mm. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. But I don't want to be making out first thing Absolutely in the morning. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um. So yeah, I think you've got to brush that teeth. I love coffee. I'm a coffee lover. I drink a lot of coffee, so I usually have a big thing of chewing gum in my bag. Um. And yeah, trim your nails. Nails have always been something I've really struggled with. Um, oh. I've always bit my nails down to like the bone. Um. And I actually, about four or five months ago, got really good and didn't bite my nails for like two months. And then they were all quite long because I used to, I used to sort of like almost like tease myself. I would just put my, my, like my, my mouth on the nail and then take it off again. And that would sort of like satisfy whatever anxiety ridden attack that I was having, Uh maybe bite them. Uh And then one day. I thought, well, they're all quite long now. I can give them all a trim. So I bit all of them off. Oh, my God. And then since that day a couple of months ago, I've just been biting them again. Oh. And, like, I, it's something that I wish I could just, like, stop like that. Would you consider having nail clippers next to the bed? So that when you see that they're long, you're like, right, okay, it's time. Well, it's not even that. I'm just out and about. Like, Oh, I see. Like, I'll I just see. be like... I'll be sat on the bus and then I'll just, all of a sudden, I won't even realise. That nail looks good. And I won't even, like, I'll be watching a TikTok and then all of a sudden I'm realising that I'm halfway through chomping through a nail and they go, oh. I'm like that with picking the skin on my lips. Mm. Yeah. I don't realise until someone else says, will you stop? Because I'm literally buttering my face <laughs> off. And this, it's like the same with, I used to be with my parents all the time. I would be sat watching telly and then, like, you know, episode of EastEnders is on. I'm chomping You're through. You're munching. And then my yeah. dad will just go, Oi! Yeah. Get your fucking maid off! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise Irish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right, we've got three topics okay, left. Okay, go on. Jewelry. Jewelry, okay. Plain and simple. 
I love a singular necklace. Yep. On a plain t-shirt. Yep. I think it can all of a sudden make take a plain t-shirt to new heights. Right. So especially in auditions, my usual fit is a plain colored t-shirt with a necklace. Would you ever do rings? See, I am claustrophobic and I panic mm. when I have rings on. And earrings. I'll, well, no, I don't have my ears pierced. But would you? As a, I, d- I don't really think piercings are for me, mm. to be honest. Um, but no, I love, I would like to get into rings if I can get over my claustrophobia with rings. But I do love a necklace. See, I am a zero jewellery man. Uh-huh. The closest I'll I get. I can't even imagine you in a ring. No. Well, you know, one one day maybe the wedding ring, maybe. But um, mm. the closest I get to jewellery is my Apple Watch, yeah. which I do wear, like, all the time. Like yeah, from, uh, yeah, fair. From me the too, moment I too. get out of bed to the moment I get into bed, the Apple Watch is on. Yeah. People who sleep with them, I can't, I can't do that. I can't no, sleep I take mine off, but then first thing in the morning, yeah. right after the teeth brushing, And Apple then there will on. be one day out of, like, six months where I'll be on the bus to uni or something. And then all of a sudden go, oh, fuck, my watch isn't on. And I genuinely think about it for the oh, whole day. Like, how am I going to track my calories? How am I going to know how many steps I've walked today? Oh, how am yeah. I going like, to see notifications on my wrist? I remember there was one day, it was when I still had a Fitbit. My Fitbit died halfway through a walk. Yeah. And I was like, well, this, this walk didn't exist. Yeah, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Fuming. But I can't do jewellery. It just doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't fit. Me. It's not your vibe. No. And that's okay. I couldn't picture me walking about with a with a necklace on or a chain on no. or, or anything like that. No. Personally. No. Definitely not an earring. <laughs> Definitely not an earring. No. Or any kind of facial piercing. No, not Definitely. your vibe. Not for me. Right. Let's <laughs> Okay. Let's talk about being men and dealing with emotions and vulnerability. <laughs> As I think we have talked about a fair amount on this podcast, I really struggle mm-hmm. with it to the point where I've only just been able to start admitting that I struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Before, I wouldn't even have brought it up at all. No. And I can be coaxed into talking about stuff, mm-hmm. but it will always be under the guise of, Hey ho, it's all right though. But uh, it's not a big deal. But and then I talk about this life-ending thing, and I go, ah, but at the end, end of the day, it's all right, and still fine. Hey. hey. Mm. So, and I do think this is one of the things that stems from my grammar school lads' men's education. Yes. Of you don't talk about your problems. You just get on with it. You, if you're stressed and you're under a deadline, you just keep getting on with it. You don't worry about it. Keep moving. Keep repressing you know you don't need to deal with stuff really you're a man get over it that old british mentality i do think there is a a quite a large chunk of that still left in me that is quite hard to um to chisel away Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is quite uh I think it's 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 a quite a big step to even just be able to admit that like if you'd have asked me that question a couple of years ago you'll know i wouldn't have said no that at all, I would have gone. Oh, I'm fine. So uh, that's something that I'm slowly <laughs> learning to deal with. Yeah. I mean, you can even hear it in my voice, listeners, just how uncomfortable it is to talk about it. Even though we yeah. made this question, we did, we did. Don't know why. We did. And um, for me, I don't feel the need. 
God. I don't. F- I don't really feel the need. Um, I'm just. I think I'm just hardwired slightly differently. Where it takes a lot for me to get emotional about something. Everything to me is quite deadpan. So even I've been in quite a few situations where I've found something out or got bad news or whatever, and I'm like, hmm, lol, right. And then it's not that I hide that I'm annoyed. Let's say, for example, me and Nick are going through something. I will say to him exactly like what the crack is. But some people might. Have do you ever said your boyfriend's name on the podcast before? No. Wow, Nick. Um, but some people might deliver what they're saying in a much more um, heightened, emotional, angry way. Whereas I could be, I could be to you right now saying, "I want you dead." Um, go fuck yourself. Blah blah. But I'll probably just deliver it very like, okay, so um, I want you dead. Go fuck yourself. It's just very matter of yeah. fact. And it, yeah, it's, yeah, I just don't, I've never, I don't think I've ever lost my temper at anybody. I don't think I've ever, like, properly shouted at anybody. Yeah. Ever. I just don't actually think it's in me to get to that level. I've never been angry. I've been pissed off and annoyed. Yeah. But I've never been angry. Do you know the way people describe it as, like, seeing red? Yeah. I've never saw red. And maybe have seen maroon the odd time, but I've Mm. never seen red. You know, I think I'm I'm quite similar. This is why you and Happy shit yourself whenever I do get We're angry. Like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. So yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't really feel the need. And if there is something I really want to talk about, I mm. do talk about it. But again, I don't usually cry about it. It's just very matter of fact. Like, oh, by the way, X Y Z, LMAO. Let's move on. Yeah. I just yeah. I just crying is something that I. I don't do. I'm not known. I can't remember the last time I act. Oh no, I can actually. Uh, last time I like had even like a shed of a tear. Yeah. Was when my uh long term girl, long term long distance girlfriend broke up with me. Yeah. And that, that like I cried probably four minutes, and then that was it. Yeah. I don't really cry. The only time I ever really cry is at fictional stuff. So I'll cry mm, yeah, and come from away. Yeah, so that's what I, I'll cry. Like uh, Music sets me off quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, like I think the last time I cried was when I watched Tech Tech Boom. But like actually crying over something in I your don't, life. I, not actually it does, it's not me. a reaction. No, I, you know, I can cry at shows. I can cry at movies. Yeah. But I ne- it's very rare I ever cry about anything in real life. Like when I, oh yeah, like when I was 17, I remember like my parents separated. We were, had to leave the family home in a very, very dramatic, it was all very dramatic. And I was literally like. It really it, was like packing the bags up, looking Literally like we window. need to get out of here in 10 minutes. It was so dramatic. And I literally was like LMAO. Like I never, ever cried. And then because my mum was obviously going through a lot, she would always cry. And I'd be like, why are you crying? I'd be like, why are you crying? Like I, I, it's just. But that's not me, like, bottling this stuff is, in and then going in my room and cutting myself. This is that. why I sh- this people confuse me Um, when they say, like, oh, yeah, I just had, like, a bit of a cry today. I said, like, I just yeah. sat in my room for, like, a couple of hours and had a bit of a cry. I was like, that, that doesn't compute in my head. Like, I can't fathom no. that. Not no. in a way that I'm like, oh, what are you doing? But like, I genuinely do not understand how someone does that. Yeah. Like, just sits in a room and goes, I'm going to have a cry today. Yeah. 
and I don't know and again I think do I do think people think when I say for example oh I just don't feel the need to they think that I'm then like um manifesting the anger or the emotion in another way and I'm actually not I'm just like that's just I just don't feel the need to again if I'm annoyed about something I might text Abby or Chesney and go fuck I'm so annoyed but that'll literally be the height of it and you'll make some sort of joke about it as well yeah and then that's it yeah one more topic go on competitiveness Ooh. because I am so competitive about everything <laughs> you are yes you are literally everything yes when I get off of the train, <laughs> I want to be the first person from the train to reach the gates of the tube station. Oh, you're that guy. I will je- I'll make up some sort of race where I see a man in a yellow jacket about 20 meters in front of me and I go, he doesn't know it, but we're in a race and I'm going to win it. Wow. When I walk upstairs, I compete with myself to see if I can guess how many stairs there are before I go up it and then walk up the stairs and count them. Right. It's literally... That's intense. Everything I do is some sort of like competition. It's it's really unhealthy. Um, I'll look... Anybody on Instagram. Anybody. I see them do... Man, woman, child. I see them do some sort of skill that I have no expertise in whatsoever no business doing like they're doing some sort of like ring thing in the air spinning on fire breather yeah Yeah. and i'm like you know give me 20 minutes i reckon i'll do it (laughs) not even real fire yeah Yeah. and 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 (laughs) it's so bad and i i catch myself doing it all the time but i am so overly competitive about absolutely everything that i mean I don't think you're a sore loser, though. No. Which is, which, this is what fucking winds me up. As someone that works with kids, kids who cannot stand to lose and have a strop, that winds me up. And I think, as a child, again, with my relationship with my body and never being into sports, I was never competitive as a child. So, for kids now to, like, throw a tantrum and not be able to lose a game, it fascinates me because that was never me. I would always assume that I was yeah. going to lose. I was never the person in the room that always had to be right. Yeah. That was never me. However, going into the the great old world of musical theatre, holy fuck, that did a 180. 360? 180? What, do you want to change direction? Yes. Then it's a 180. Then yeah. it's a 180. Um, <laughs> musical theatre... You are thrown into drama school. You're thrown into auditions. You all of a sudden now have a packing order, it feels like. Yeah. And there feels like, especially with the men, there is a packing order with all the men generally. Then there's also a packing order amongst the straight men. There's a packing order against the gay men. It feels like there is this kind of unwritten competitiveness against gay men generally not even a musical theater i just think generally um and it's a very very unwritten kind of underlying competitiveness that's just constantly there that no one really ever addresses and the only time you might see it manifest is when somebody does something and somebody goes why is she doing that 
Mm. It's just these kind of comments that like, oh, I am. Um, I don't think that song suited him. It's just way things like that that you see the you see the clogs ticking and, and that's them head. actually saying shit that was quite good. shit that was good yeah exactly and we've talked about this like a feel we had a conversation here a couple of weeks ago about social media on the podcast and talking about how people being proactive on social media pisses other people off because it kind of shines a light to them yep. and how they don't feel proactive on social media. And I think it all, once you enter the realm of like theater, there's always this underlying competitiveness and like you, people, people that you like can do well, but not better than you. Like it's, it's awful. Like it's actually really toxic and awful. And sometimes I think that's actually why it's lovely to have your circle of people small. Yeah. Because the smaller your circle is, the less of that you kind of have to deal with. So, yeah. There I'm a are. fiend at Monopoly. <sighs> I last time we played Monopoly, I nearly cried. Oh, yeah, there was, there was the last time I cried, Monopoly. Yeah, the day that I just literally bankrupted. You left me tits down, <laughs> ass up, begging <laughs> for my life. And I just kept on plowing. You just kept on plowing. <laughs> I sold I sold everything I had. You had about three dollars. I borrowed. <laughs> Other people had to lend you money to Other keep you in the Other people in the circle were lending me money. And then I, I started bankrupting them. I lost all my pride. I was like, I'll sell you my hair. <laughs> the pretty looks you've got there. Jordan, I think we've absolutely, uh, well, I was going to say smashed it, but we've absolutely overrun. We've def- okay. <laughs> this has been a very long episode, it feels We're compensating like. because Abby would probably talk about a shape too. Yeah, and we hate women on this podcast. Oh, we hate So them. we're so happy we could finally talk about Lad stuff. Lads, lads, lads. Yes. We put the lads in tight lads. Does that mean Abby puts the puts the tight? tight? I think she'll be over the moon with that, you know. <laughs> um, Jordan. Yes. Where can they find the tight lads on social media? At tight lads underscore podcast. For what social media platform? That's on Instagram, isn't it? And is there another social media platform? Yes, there is a TikTok and that is at tight lads pod correct yes if you head onto that instagram page have a look on the bio you'll see a little link tree and on that link tree you'll find our ko-fi page ko-fi. where you can give us money and Please. we really need it because as much as we love tight lads live it bankrupted us and we need all the money in the world Please and thank you. I've got nothing left. Because we've got to do another one yes. at some point. Yes, we do. Uh, Jordan, where can they find you on social media? You can find me at Jordan E.E. Donnelly on Instagram and Twitter. And because I'm TikTok famous now, you can also mm. find my TikTok at Jordan Donnelly 97. And you can find my Instagram and my Twitter at Chesney FM. And you can listen to my Saturday morning breakfast radio show on Box Office Radio between 8 and 10 a.m. Yes. Jordan, any final points? Any songs? Anything you want to do? Well, I need to turn the oven on because the meatballs take half an hour. Cool. I need to go have dinner as well. Yeah, yeah. What are you having? Uh, Turkey. With? I haven't uh, thought that far Probably sweet potato fries, let's be real. No, I haven't got any. Probably be rice. Okay. Any kind of sauce? Barbecue. Let's do the outro. (laughs) In the meantime, stay tight. Bye.